Please humor us. Why are you tired? What could tired. be keeping you up? Well, obviously the Raptors. Oh, <laughs> there's no question about that's it. your priority, that. dude. Come on. Yeah, I know it's the Raptors. That's pod. the only thing. It's the only thing I think about. It's the only thing I I can. I'm getting sleep deprived from. No, man, the kid, the kid is kicking my ass. Oh. <laughs> hey, listen, I have zero complaints. Zero complaints. No, no we're, not, we're not complaining. My here. goodness, no, we're zero complaints, complaining. man. But I'm, let me tell you, sleep de- sleep deprivation is a real thing. I we we don't have time to eat, let alone cook. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. ooh, we. I don't know, Jay. I don't know how you did it twice, man. Hey man, I'm, no all I'm saying is that like when people say when when the newborn finally comes and, and people want to say like oh I want to help and I want to help I'm tell I tell everyone same thing if you want to help a new new parents there are two things you can do you can feed them and you yes. can clean for them that's it mm-hmm. yes you, you don't like they don't need help with like babysitting or nothing that's mm. that's the responsibility of them like they got like you're not breastfeeding for them you're not like mm-hmm. nursing them after no 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 Feed them, clean for them. That's it. Yeah, it's more of a, a, a PSA to yours and Christine's parents. Actually, friends and families have been so gracious, and they've been very loving about like you know anything that we can do to help. And normally, we say like, no, we're okay. Like in the beginning, or even prior to the baby, we're like, no, I think we can do this. We're gonna do it on our own. Blah 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 blah. And then now I'm just like, give whatever you got. <laughs> because because we have no like we we any any type of help would be is great and and yeah so i've been really really grateful for everybody's help and patience and and love and support that they've been giving us but i think the the main thing right now is trying to get some sleep when he's sleeping right now he's actually feeding uh and and hopefully he naps and then hopefully then i can nap you know what It, it is like it is hard to nap when he's napping because like you you're constantly trying to know if he's like awake he's yeah. uh your baby's awake or if he's stirring or like hopefully he's not like choking from his milk or anything like that so like yes you can you can say like yo you should sleep when he sleeps but really are you sleeping it's like you're half sleeping and like half on alert all the time oh it's a it's an adjustment guys damn this this should not be the good time to talk about having second children (laughs) telling you right now double teaming is where it's at you don't want to go one-on-one here nah man that's that's all for us we're we're (laughs) we're one and done we're first round draft pick right out of high school oh no no you said that while we're recording it's recorded what you just said one uh, and done kind of like the toronto raptors okay that's a little too close to home close to home closer you know in our lifetime we'll have another one i guarantee you but in our in my lifetime i don't know if i'm gonna have a second kid. i don't i I doubt it well christine christine has always been about the one kid one child and i'm i'm in no boat in no anything to say otherwise so i'm gonna stick with the one child sounds good yeah. there's there's yeah. no no arguments from either of us nope um, right right as long as he's a raptors fan or oh here's the here's a good question first jersey purchase for the newborn ooh. or for, like the first ever for the kid what should it be i have an answer but i'm i'm wondering what it should be for you guys if you like if you had any advice of which one I should get, it should be a classic one of some sort. Like who, whoever you would consider like a classic enough Raptor that you know you want to embody this specific number. Like whether it be four or 
uh, 15, for instance, uh, mm. or um, something to that nature, where it's like, this is what I grew up on, and I'm going to get you into this. Uh, you know, it's not not as like a dig or anything. I don't know if the Raptors have too many that fall into that sort of category. It's not like the Lakers who could get the Magic Johnson or Shaquille O'Neal or... Um, Lamar Odom, I guess. No, I'm kidding. But uh, Lamar Odom. you know, but like uh, <laughs> you it, with the Raptors, you only have like a couple of picks of that nature. And I, I mean, like for me, I would go like super duper old school, or or yeah, or championship teams or championship numbers. So like mm. uh, mm-hmm. maybe a Lowry or even a Kawhi. Well, Kawhi maybe not so much because you want it to be like the he like he is a major part of the championship run and the um the mythology but the idea behind it is this is somebody that i watched for years and i went to games and back when i uh right if i'm not mistaken used to throw t-shirts uh yeah this is this is what it was all about so maybe somebody that embodies that whether it's DeRozan or bosch depending on how far back that went or if you grew up uh, back in the day, like for me personally, even though I wouldn't consider him my favorite Raptor ever or anything of that sort, Carter was my childhood, so I would do Carter for for my own child. But the okay. the, the, the mentality is the same. You're wanting to bond with your child with, for me, um, you're wanting to bond with your child in a way that is like, this is what I was into when I was a kid. And uh, you're going to have your own Raptors, now that you're young, yeah. but here, here are mine. So I'm, I'm passing, I'm passing my torch to you. Yeah, okay. and it just happens to be in the form of a guy that swore he would never dunk again until he went to New Jersey. But hey, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah I digress. <laughs> well, this is this is why I like I like chiming in on these things right after Drake because he usually sets me up in some way, shape, or form. Um, you you said a couple of things there, Jason, about having one child and and uh, you know wanting to pass things on, and I'm thinking just play with that specifically um number a, a former raptor used to wear number one and their name is childs chris childs i would chris go with that Ch- that is very specific <laughs> it's very most very random well i'm pretty sure t-mac wore number one too right he did did, he he did but I, yeah he, I, I i don't know if i've gone into the whole like thing with t-mac but i'm very anti-t-mac oh my god uh, okay i, didn't I don't know, know if i can I don't know if I can. Yeah. yeah, I think we have to I hear about this. There's now. a lot of things about it, like the way he left the Raptors. Uh, maybe because I was at the game when he did his first return as a Magic, and yeah, I was part of that experience. Maybe it's that because was all... he he got into the Hall of Fame a year before Chris Webber. There's a lot of things I don't like oh. about Tracy McGrady. Oh. It goes deep. Oh, I feel like so. this is a conversation for another day. Damn, I need I need a therapy need... session. I don't. Yeah, I don't... yeah. We need to break down this whole team, Kate. I like it. I I do like not know this. Uh, I don't know how I feel, but not that I'm like because I know there are people who are like obsessed with Tracy McGrady and like will sing his praises. I really like the guy. I'm not one of those guys though, but I never felt disdain like not, not, I'm, not like I'm, I'm in the minority i'm definitely in the minority or, or like when you see people like throw him up on your greatest raptors when it was like come on man he did nothing with the raptors no he certainly was not I mean, even close to his prime when it came to the raptors no, the whole thing was close. people were pissed off because they could see his potential when he left that's what it was mm-hmm. yeah he didn't hit his prime yeah, yet I, he, he left when he was like what 18 nine, or no, no not that he was only there for a couple of days he was like 21 or something like that like he was a he was a kid he was a child so I, I can see why he wanted to go back home 
At least yeah, he didn't yeah. swear never to dunk again. <laughs> he, he, honestly, he just left not saying a word. That's that's probably the best way. Yeah. And when yeah. he he did leave, he was uh, 20. Okay. So, uh, wow. still young. Uh, there there you go. There yeah. you go. Okay. So I don't know how we got into this conversation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking of disappointing Raptors. See- um <laughs> Yeah, well, right. So I've already this decided, and I think it's because of Christine's Filipino roots, of which jersey I would have to go with the Kobe Bryant jersey for the first one, the first jersey to get. I never even Noah. considered I, non-Raptors. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it, but that's the thing. This is a Raptor pocket. So if yeah. it were to be a Raptor jersey, the first Raptor jersey for me personally, I know Dre, you are going to get the the good old fifteen. Yep. But for me, I, I've always loved number twenty, Alvin Williams. Since since uh, the beginning, since he was in here, uh, playing playing with uh, Carter and and that that whole group of like with Muggsy and and it was it was I, I loved I loved Alvin Williams man he was my favorite and I have a couple of jerseys of him so if I were to start with a, a jersey jersey non Raptor I'd have to go with Kobe and then if it was a Raptor then I that's like the passing of the torch I would give a Alvin Williams jersey to 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 my boy but okay. Uh, those are thinking up some good times about the Raptors. Uh, right now, I've I've been chiming and I've been I haven't been able to watch too much or all of the games. And honestly, it doesn't seem like it's a good idea to watch most of the games lately <laughs> because we watched uh, we watched the Raptors get tranced by the worst team in the league twice, uh, uh, right consecutively, right after yeah. the other. And then we uh, had a, I guess you would say. Uh, heartbreaking loss uh, the last game as well um and the schedule doesn't get easier for the raptors right now they are 13 and 15 and it it just seems like something is off guys with the raptors and it could be a myriad of things it could be just you know coming back from injury it could just be not the gelling part but thoughts man i mean it, it's pretty it's rough times right now i would say you know has jack armstrong and matt devon they say it's a drought maybe it's a whole team drought what do you think what is going through your mind while the raptors are struggling oh god uh i mean like i don't even know where to start with this because on one hand i don't think we have a bad team or anything explicitly no not at all wrong in that sense but on the other hand we definitely need to do something like i feel like part of this is certainly because of the injury bugs and and sickness bugs that uh that sounds a little redundant doesn't it sickness bugs anyway uh uh whatever whatever um little hiccups we've had uh but at the same time that's not a proper justification where as soon as everybody's back, everything's like hunky dory and perfect either. Um, You know, I've seen a lot of people say that uh, maybe this is the time to get rid of Fred because at this point, the playmaking duties are being passed around. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say we could get somebody really good for OG. I've seen a lot of people say a lot of hypotheticals and a lot of them or all of them for them. Let's say most of them, let's not be too drastic, but let's say most of them are ones that I don't really like hearing. I don't know if it's because mm-hmm. I don't believe them or because I don't really want to face the truth. But either way, um, hey, I mean, like when it comes to deadlines and everything, uh, restrictions have lifted and we could start to see some movement in the Raptors camp, especially. I wasn't too much on this bandwagon before, 
But once you lose to the Orlando Magic twice in a row, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. like something's kind of got to give. And even if we don't like it, I feel like we're going to see movement. Even if it's like something that we don't want to see happening, if it's a player we don't want to see leaving or something. Like something is going to change before the trade deadline, I guarantee it. I'm I'm very much on everything's fine island. Okay. Mm. I'm getting okay. lonely here. Um so <laughs> no, it was it was not that long ago. I mean, again, this is a part of this is a product of the schedule. A part of this is, yeah, there there have been a handful of, of injuries, right? But I'm looking at, at the the losses that have started to pile up and I can almost justify all of them except for one. And that was the first game against the Magic. That was just really poor execution by the team they they definitely were playing down to the magic the score line will tell you that the raptors only lost by four but that was the i think the only game i was really like come on guys like i get it like the there there are they played up and down to their competition over the last couple of years not even just this season um the four the 12 point loss to the magic on sunday was uh, a couple of other things, right? And again, I'm not trying to make excuses, but you know, Siakam was saddled with foul trouble. Um, the Magic hit more threes than they regularly do. So, I mean, it's for me that one is almost like you can almost understand that it it wouldn't look as bad if it wasn't that the Raptors had just lost to them two nights before. And again, that I go back to that first game against the Magic, where it's like effort wasn't there. I, I mean. It just wasn't there, and that's that was a really disappointing way to to lose. So you know the yeah. the the narrative changes a bit if it's the Raptors put a little bit of effort in that first quarter and ultimately pull out that win, and then they don't end up you know losing both games to the Magic. Right, that second loss to the Magic ends up being kind of forgivable, I guess, um, not completely. And then you've got losses to the Pelicans, who are number one in the West. Losses to the Nets. Okay, Fridays against. Fridays, the Raptors are 0-6. The Raptors are also <laughs> oh, 0-3 against the Nets, who they happen to be playing tonight a Friday. Nice. Um, Wonderful. Oh, two Wonderful. negatives let's, make a positive, though. You know, high school exactly. Matches. And here's, here's the positive, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Nobody in this, in this uh, series between the Nets and the Raptors, no one has swept the season series in over 12 years. So there's some light there. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm getting off topic here. The, the loss against uh, the the Celtics, they were really good. I think we can admit that they played really well and they could have yeah. pulled that out, right? Yep. Someone like a Precious Achua, if he were in the game to help uh, slow down Tatum while OG was shutting down Jalen Brown, that could have helped. And then the loss against the Kings, let's be real. The Kings are one of the bright spots of this season. I think all of us on this last pod were, were screaming there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everything it. good about them i know the, right but like, can i just ask what the vibes what shine the beam amazing mean? Huh? what does shine the beam mean light the beam light the beam yeah what does light that mean light the beam is a thing they do if they uh do every i think it's after every home win they uh. light this beam that goes straight up into the sky like from the center of really the it's kind like of like a, the like miami batman kind of the miami heat music that they play after every win it's like a tradition yeah so people want to light the beam. They want to see this. And it, it looks cool because it's like this, you know, huge spotlight that goes straight up into the sky, right? And it's 
that's pretty it, cool. It's pretty cool. And then we so just after, don't know it exists because they never did it for the last fifteen years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they had to, the they Kings, had to dust it off this season. <laughs> yeah. And so after every, I don't know if it's after every home win or after every win in general, but like then the Kings fans just like all congregate outside of the of Arco Arena or sorry, I, I forgot what it's called now. And yeah, they they all like yell it out, like the beam, like the beam. It's pretty cool. That's kind of and, cool. and then on top of that, they have that the. Uh, they now give out a chain for a defensive player of the yeah. game. Oh, the vibes. Huge. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I saw, I saw the, the image after the game uh, in the locker room. They have like a Memphis Grizzly kind of vibe, you know, it's, it's pure yeah, vibes yeah. in the Sacramento, pure vibes, in Memphis Grizzlies. Like it's, it's a great feeling for them. Um, but right now I just want to read off some stats for the Raptors. Okay. Uh, 26th in field goal percentage, 27th in three points made. 28th in three points percentage and 25th in assists for the Raptors. Um, so is okay. Here's my question, guys. I don't think I, I yes, I do agree that it's probably a, a myriad of, of things when it comes to like injuries and and whatnot. But like right now, the team, the, the players, the impactful players uh, that are out is Precious and Otto. And at the moment, uh, and, and OG. Yes, let's. let's Oh, again, let's and OG. OG still, yeah. Let's, let's say, He's still I, out I for still, a week. Yeah. Okay. So OG is out for a week. Uh, Achua uh, is going to be out for a few more weeks per Eric Corrine with an ankle. And Otto Porter Jr., who hasn't appeared a game since November 14th due to a hip injury, is out at least another month per Michael Grange. What do. <sighs> It clear, it's clear that this is going to be the team that's going moving forward for a little bit, at least not until the trade deadline. Uh, but what needs to change? Like if we're watching the the team lose consecutively to the to the Magic, lose uh, you know put up an effort for the Celtics, lose to the Kings who are up and coming. What needs to change in your mind, in your in your eyes, for this Raptors team to kind of I don't know get over this hump? I know it's only like a three three game losing streak, which isn't that bad. I mean we're only yes I get it, we're tenth in the league or tenth in the East, but it, give give us a three game winning streak, we're probably going to be sixth or, or fifth by by all means. So. What has to change in your eyes, guys? Not much. I, I know I know that, that that carries a lot <laughs> behind it, but the Raptors are generating open looks from three at an above average rate. They're just not hitting them. And I get uh-huh. that that is also a thing, but you're generating those looks. It's not like these are forced threes at the end of a shot clock where the ball's not moving or right. a whole lot of isolation. And and that's what you would think it is with the assist rates that low. But it really is that the shots are just not falling. And, and teams go through this, right? And this is the thing. It, it, are you incredibly shocked at that? Like that, that the Raptors have one of the, I believe their half-court offense is also the worst in the NBA. Worst in terms of... Mm-hmm playing against a set defense, um, i.e. like removing transition opportunities where the Raptors are first, which again, this is this is their MO. We knew this going into the season. We knew that the Raptors would struggle offensively um, and that they would get propped up on transition opportunities, on crashing the glass, on creating turnovers. And that, for the most part, has been the case. The shots have not been falling. They did start off the season hitting at something like 40% of their shots from three, which was fantastic. Um, that They've obviously come down to earth on that one. So, you know, kind of going back to the the what 
can the Raptors do to to fix things? Well, number one for me is just hit those shots. I mean, you've got that incredible board in the practice facility, the the NOAA board, which analyzes your shots. Take notes of whatever it's telling you and, and just keep chucking away because those shots will eventually start falling. And getting someone mm-hmm. like an Otto Porter Jr. back in the lineup next month is certainly going to help. Um, you know, Fred getting back from to any kind of resemblance of what he's been able to shoot from catch and shoot threes to what he's done in, in previous seasons would definitely help. Gary Trent Jr. has actually worked his way back to his averages from last year, which is great. So uh, I think it's it's the shooting really that uh, that is is the easier win here. That those shots just need to start falling. And I know that's not the answer that a lot of people want. They want to they want results now. They want okay, well let's do a trade, right? And that's that's just not Masai's thing. And I apologize if that's what you the, the kind of answer you're looking for. But Masai is extremely patient, so. Whether you like it or not, this is the team moving forward. Yeah. Um, unless things continue to spiral downward, but even then, it's like there are excuses kind of baked in. See, here's the thing: I th- I also agree with you when it comes to it's just about making shots. I know it's a small sample size, but like for example, the the Kings game or the Kings game that we just we lost to. That last shot with Fred, he had so much time. I don't think he was realized how wide open he was because uh, the defender slipped and he didn't. I, I don't know if he didn't realize that there was like 5.3 seconds left, but he kind of just turned and shot it as a fadeaway, th- thinking that there was a defender on him. He could have just kind of relaxed and chilled and shot a three. But I think you're right. The the just shots aren't aren't falling, and it could be that we don't have the the people uh to make those shots because i think gary isn't isn't i, I think yeah you're right he's playing uh, a little bit better now um i think scotty is getting his rhythm back uh fred is taking a little bit longer to get his rhythm back i think it is just the stick with the mo i honestly do think so i i feel like every team kind of goes through this route and uh, i'm glad that it's a little bit in the beginning of the year but dre is it just making the shots or do you think it's more deeper than that do you think this is a chemistry thing you see the vibes when it goes and it comes to the sacramento kings you see the vibes when it comes to the memphis grizzlies we don't really see that when it comes to the raptors what do you think it's something else deeper than just making shots well even though i feel a little differently to jay as i've already discussed uh i'm not one to beat dead horses or i try not to at least uh what i will say is sometimes chemistry is sour because of shots like think about if you go on a, like a shooting streak and you know you're 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 doing a heat check and everything's looking great. It feels really good. So like look at uh I, I guess for example, let's look at two shooters who used to be held in the same sentence, particularly during a specific playoff run. Nobody's talking about Duncan Robinson anymore, but they're still talking about Tyler Hero. And they were both known as like the marksmen of the Miami Heat. Uh, one is a player who, yeah, just is not who he once was when he got that payday. The other is like still competitive and still feeling it. But that's kind of it. Well, you know, you're looking at two players where it is about how much does Duncan Robinson fit at this point. And there was a big question about what would happen to Tyler Hero once uh, Kyle Lowry joined and. 
once there was a bit of movement. Case in point, the guy is trying his best off the bench. And part of that's because he's hitting those shots that he could confidently say, yeah, I'll be your sixth man or I'll be your, your playmaker when you need me to be. I'll be the guy who uh, launches threes and he's still hitting buckets. Not every day is a, is a good day, but in general, I would <laughs> argue he's at least consistent enough. Um, it's all about it's all about that. Think about how electrifying somebody like Westbrook is until he's bricking a bunch of shots, and then suddenly he's Russell Westbrook, and it's so easy to to call him that. But as soon as he's balling, everybody's on that hype train. But he also looks like he's having so much more fun at the same time. Um, you know, when you're looking at Lakers, Russell, it's a little bit different because that team was full of issues. That, you know, it looks like they're they're kind of getting their their shit together now. But when it comes to the Raptors, maybe Jay's got a point that at least part of the frustration and, you know, if you're questioning chemistry or, or energy or enthusiasm, it could very well be, be the shots where imagine if they start hitting those shots, maybe they won't be so bummed out because, you know, we're not professionals, but all three of us have played basketball. What sucks more than like hitting the back of the rim and it bounces out or hitting the front of the room or just smacking the, the backboard? Like, it's so unsatisfying, but as soon as you hit that switch, you're like, oh, I'm on fire. Try try and get me from deep again. You're not going to be able to, like, and you start to get cocky, right? Like, mm. it's it's fundamentally, you know, you could talk about zone defense and you could talk about uh, handles and this and this, but the love of the sport comes first and foremost from that first time you hit that shot and you're like, I want to do that again. Of course, they're going to be frustrated mm. if they're not hitting shots. And of course, the chemistry is not going to be there if they're not hitting shots. Because the number one reason why they're playing this game, outside of winning, of course, um, is frustrating them. So as soon as those shots start to hit, yeah, you could easily start to see a new a new team. Yeah, I see. And, yeah. and one thing to, to note about this team and, and about where they currently stand, you know, we, we kind of set it off the top here. They're 13 and 15. Just a quick note that last year at this time, 13 and 14 was the record of the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. But... Mm. I guess more important to my point is the Boston Celtics who ended up getting all the way to the NBA Finals. I'm not saying mm. the Raptors are going to be ending up in the NBA Finals this year, but I am saying that it is But something still, switched. Something yeah. Something switched, right? So it, it's yeah. not too early to to turn things around. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And just to your point about just honestly making shots, last game against the Kings, we lost by one, right? Mm. The Kings shot 17 of 46 three-pointers and we only shot six and we still lost by one. I'm just saying, make your shots. And but out of out of everything, I do feel like looking at the team's reactions, looking at the the uh, body language, you'd say it's not at the peak of like you know when we had the the bench mob or anything like that. It's and and it it could be. I don't know. It, maybe maybe they need some chemistry. Maybe they just need some shots. Maybe they just like everything. It uh, gets better with winning. But if you were to, let's say, okay, we're in the holiday season. Christmas is about to begin. Whoever is celebrating it. And there is a lot, all the, all the businesses are, are trying to get morale back up with, with their, their company. So if you were Masai, if you were Bobby or, and, and, or Nick nurse, and you wanted to start a, you know, team building chemistry thing, what do you got? What would you have the guys do? What kind of team building thing would you have the Raptors do? Jay, what about you? What would you do, Ben? Um, 
You know, I didn't really put too much. I know you you mentioned this, and I wish I had a better answer for you, but I don't know. Uh, there is there is is paintball still a thing? I think like, paintball's still a thing. I was thinking of that too, thing, right? Come on, like, I can probably come up with a better answer, but like, <laughs> get your frustrations out, you know, and 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 fire some paintballs. I don't know. I've you know, I'll be honest. I've never played paintball before. I'm scared of getting bruised and stuff but. it's it's quite painful I'm not i've got yeah, a, a, a terrible aside about that but i have to bring it up every time i talk about no no ball. do your terrible aside because then i can think of another okay answer. uh my <laughs> terrible aside is uh i've only uh, gone paintballing twice uh, the very first time i technically was not out but here's the story about that um i'm also terrified it's like the second time i was just like like I felt like I was like, like like a sitcom, just getting like lambasted with all these like paint explosions. Like, oh geez, okay, okay, I'll leave me alone. <laughs> uh, but the very first time was for um, like my brother-in-law used to work at a paintballing arena and uh, or like whatever you would call it, like the grounds that you you go to. And he took us, like uh, my my siblings and me. So um, I remember it was the final round. I try to run across and somebody i hate to be graphic like shot me right in the groin like right in my Oof. sack and the worst uh the worst. I, I was in complete that was the first paintball hit i ever had i was in complete agony and all i remember is him yelling like get up get up you're still in it didn't explode i'm like yeah something else did though like i thought i was dying but he's like no you're still Whoa. in you're still in get up i was like oh my uh, god and i was like is this why is this why you always say you don't want kids man <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Well, he can't. He's Hans man now. Hey, listen. Yeah, at this yeah, point, exactly. if, I, if I have if I have a child, it's a damn miracle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! That's my paintballing I have story. Been, I have been paintballing. It's it is terrifying. I haven't gotten hit in the in the sack before, Dre. But I don't have any. I don't have much hair, and I've gotten hit many a times <laughs> on the head, and it's not. It is not uh, pleasant. Oh, at it, all. it's sharp. It's like getting like five vaccination needles at the exact same time just like bam like ah i could see scotty barnes wanting to paintball i couldn't see fred wanting to paintball unless he's like scoping you know from the from the rooftop just like pecking people like left right and center uh i would say you know what get them to do us do an escape room man yeah do, an escape room. do like yeah. a, the starters and the bench and the third line and the coaches all team up to do who can escape the 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 toughest ga- escape room and get some team morale going i love escape rooms man i don't know about you guys i've actually never completed an escape room but it doesn't mean i don't enjoy that i've got an escape, room an escape story room? as well <laughs> Ooh, let's hear it, bro. Well, escape rooms, I'm like kind of 50-50 on. Uh, I've done that a lot more. Um, it, it depends on who you who you team up with as well. Uh, the very first time I did an escape room, no uh, injury here. Um, as you both probably know, I'm a teetotaler, which means that I don't drink. I don't party. I don't do anything. Like, I barely even have caffeine. But uh, in this case, it was uh, for my buddy's bachelor party, and I got smashed. And I was of very <laughs> nice. little help, and everybody decided, "Hey, let's let's do the hardest escape room." But I've never done one before. I was like, "Yeah, I'm in," and I was like, "Of no help." I was like, "Hey, what if there's clues underneath the table legs?" I was like, flipping tables and yeah. crap. Uh, it's people, people like me are the reason why they've had to bolt it down. But somehow, uh, in the clutch, I came up with like the the final clue that we needed, just because of my nonsense, and I was so drunk I could barely even stand, and we got out. It was pretty great. <laughs> Nice. Well done. Well done. 
<laughs> Jay, have you ever been to the escape room before? I love escape rooms. We went there for my nice. the last one I did was uh actually with my wife and kids. We did a, hey. a family one for my birthday. So I'm all I'm all for escape rooms. Um but yeah, I, I to to Dre's point, it, it it does matter who you go with. But um, so. that's the thing, because in my personal experience, and I don't know if people feel the same way, when you're with a good team, drunk or not, if you're with a good team, it feels really good and you do bond and it you're does. like, yeah, this is great. But if you're not yeah. with a good team and you're like shouting over each other or can't get a word in edgewise, it's very, um, it's almost like humiliating and it like it kind of makes me feel really bad. Like, like mm. I'm not a part of this. I don't feel like I'm necessary. So there's also that side of it as well. But if you're going for a team bonding purpose, I'm sure you're going to go in with a mindset. Let's work together. So that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Jay, do you have any other ones? No, I think it was Dre. Dre needed. Dre hasn't answered Dre, really. Oh, well, Dre answered. All right. Yeah. You're right. Right. Dre, have you, did you say paintballing or do you think you have another one for them? Oh, like in terms of what bonding exercise they could do? Yeah, man. Oh my god. We got, we got paintball and we got escape room. What else can we do? Oh god, okay. Well, these are all like activities where you go out and you're you're bonding as a team or whatever. Um sometimes it's not about that at all. Uh I would just say okay, maybe not a Toronto because of the weather right now. But like if should you go to Orlando again and dare show your face in in uh, in uh in Florida again? Maybe hit up an amusement park. Just get out for the day and enjoy each other's hmm. company so you're not angry with one another. Just like, mm-hmm. we're having a lot of fun. Let's get that infectious energy back. So once you're revitalized, you've had a lot of fun, uh, a lot of silliness, uh, gone on some rides, uh, said hi to a few mascots. Then you're like, all right, let's get back into the gym because now we're like, we're, we're not a team at this point. We're a family. And we're having a good mm. time. And that's kind of, Love again, it. you want that infectious energy about feeling good. So that's yeah. what I would say. Just have fun. I Take like them it. to Wonderland, man. Winterfest, I want to see all of them skating uh, <laughs> in, in the middle. Oh, there. my God. You want to put Scotty Barnes in size 14 skates? Let's see. Yeah, it. but, you know, if you do that, Jay, you know what's going to happen? We're going to get an injury report where it's like two players are available. Because <laughs> everybody right, else is like right, torn right, ACLs yeah. or like broken yeah. bones. <laughs> Scratch that idea then. Scratch that. I, I don't know if I'm on board with that <laughs> myself. Or tobogganing. Or maybe that might also lead to injuries. Uh, oh, oh, God. That might actually be worse. It's low key. That's low key dangerous, man. It's low key an extreme sport. High key, it's high key dangerous. I, that's a high key. Yeah, yeah, you're not, wrong. you're not wrong. All right, let's take a little bit of a break. Let us know what you, what type of, uh, I guess, team bonding experience you guys want the raps to do. But until then, let's take a break. We'll come back and you know we'll do a little bit of team bonding and not talk about basketball. All right, talk to you guys soon. that that is what the raptors could do to also bond and get over that? their uh 
Yeah, what, juice or juice? whatever we were just plugging. I don't really know. Whatever. <laughs> whatever we were just plugging. That's another way to yeah. get over these uh, heebie-jeebies that they have. You know what? I think that the entire team should go on Chris Boucher's podcast. Just like a whole... You know how they do like a casting crew on YouTube? Like behind the scenes uh, thing for like a show. They should just do a whole casting crew with the Toronto Raptors. That'd be fun. Hmm. Air out some grievances, you know? Well, speaking of which, best perfect time of the year out. for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, like, it's a perfect time. We've <laughs> got a lot of problems with you people, and now you're going to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a players only meeting? Just hop on to Chris Boucher's podcast. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, welcome back to That's Rip Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans, for Raptors fans, and also football fans for the time being. <laughs> this Sunday, this coming Sunday, is the finals of the World Cup, and it's going to be France versus Argentina. Guys, I don't watch football too much, but I do know these two teams, and I know that France won last the the last World Cup. Uh, who you got? Who, real quick, Jay, Dre, who you got for the World Cup winners? I, I'm running a pool right now. Uh, Ooh, we've got 30 okay. entries, and I have a chance to finish second, which does earn a little bit of coin, and hey. that is dependent on Argentina winning. So I guess I gotta go for. Argentina. Ah, like, so did you already put point. Argentina like before you before the World Cup even started? So the way this pool ran is, uh, you do all your group stage picks first. Mm. Then once the group stage is done, then you have another set of picks you have to make, which is the knockout. So um, for mm. the knockout picks, yeah, I had France. I've had Argentina over France. So me and like two others had that. A lot of people had Brazil. Obviously, a lot of people had had England or Portugal in the finals. So. Um, I'm one of only three people who had the right finalists. So nice. yeah, Argentina winning would get me second place. So nice. that's hey. where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Well done. Well, I, I know that the last time we talked about the World Cup, we were, it was the beginning of the World Cup, so we were really excited about Canada. And no, they didn't make it through uh, the first round, but they did get a couple of goals, which is already men's World Cup history, which is pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I think we everyone loves an uh, underdog story, so I hated the fact that Morocco lost. But if I were to choose a winner, I would also have to go with Argentina because Messi's got to get that World Cup, man. He's got to he has every single award but winning a World Cup, and I want to see that storyline unfold, man. Dre, do you have Argentina as well? Um, I think we talked about this before. I'm not super duper 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 into into soccer. Um, you know I. I grew up in a soccer loving household. Like my dad used to coach mm-hmm. provincial, uh, like a provincial team. Um, he actually was like one of the higher ups of the Ontario Youth Soccer League. And uh, uh, one of my favorite things was actually doing disciplinary, um, uh, like different cases where, like, uh, you know, he would need somebody to keep minutes. And just hearing the crap that was going on there all was amazing. Uh, but back on topic. Um, I, I don't really have a horse in this race, so um, what I do, and it's going to be very similar to, to what you've already said, um, listen, if the supposed GOAT, or one of the greatest of all time, is one trophy away from like completing like the everything, like getting one of everything, let's do it. If this is his last opportunity, France already just won one. It sounds like they've got a lot of young talent. I could be completely wrong because I haven't been paying attention. Uh, mm-hmm. I honestly don't know either. All I know is Mbappe. That's almost yeah. the only person I know. I mean, if this is Messi's last time to shine, uh, 
why not? Like, sure, let's let's go Argentina. Uh, I actually don't want to say that because I feel like I haven't said it yet, so I haven't jinxed it uh, mm-hmm. this far. So I'm not going to say anything. But you know how I feel. <laughs> Here's another question. Here's my final question for you guys: Will Canada be back in 2026? Oh, you're going to have to scratch that question. Uh, they're automatically in it because they're hosts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah because they're hosts. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Right. You are correct. Well, it's it's one of those things where they're playing in like different cities, right? It's not like just one place. Yeah, it's split between U.S. and Mexico. So in addition it's, so to it's it like being... all of like it's North America and South America. No, no, no. It's just, it's just North America. So, like, it's sorry, it's just split between. Mexico Can you imagine and if US it was like Canada. all of South America as well? So it was like, all right, now we've got to go to Barbados. Or it's like, all right, let's uh, let's pack up and head for Chile. Like, it, it, oh, that would be a, cool. A, that's the thing. Every, <laughs> the problem with that is like everything would be like a host nation. So none of Europe would get in. None of Asia would get in. Yeah, and the problem with with just even having one country host is like within the country, everyone's fighting to be. A city that hosts matches right yeah so mm. in addition to splitting it with two other countries canada was divided on okay which cities are going to host so now it's like instead of getting like all oh crap i forgot what the final number was on, on, on total matches here i think it was something like 30 you know 40 matches or something like that um that's split between three countries so now you're only getting 13 and then it's like then how do you split that up so i think it's it's Toronto and uh, I want to say Edmonton. Those are the two that are going to host, and okay. they each get like seven each, and that's it, right? That's very the interesting. World Cup. Well, I mean, if they're going to be facing at the same like time frame, like in December, are they are they going to do? No, like no, 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 no. It's everything's going back to normal. It, it'll oh, be a okay, thing. okay, 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 okay. I understand yeah. because I would love to see some like snow in our advantage, like like we did against Mexico and the Concacaf. Like all all the, the we were basically playing in like zero degree weather, and that was of course an advantage for Canada, man. So, but if it's again, it's if it's in the summertime, then I I guess all playing fields are the same. I see. I get it. I get it. And and if you want to like big up Canada since we're there, like I mean, two of the countries in their group both made the semifinals. So, in essence, it was Canada that was in the group of death, right? So, fair, yeah. That just highlights that. how well they they <laughs> probably could have been, right? They they kind of held their own against uh, these these countries that made it all the way that far. So, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Well, there you go. There you have it. Next. To, to 2026 Canada let's let's make it let's at least make it to the to the second round the round of 16 all right guys so that's it for this week hopefully that the Raptors will kind of get out of this slump or get out of this drought and we can get back on the winning side but Dre do you have a weekly recommend for this week brother oh goodness um sure actually yeah so I'm trying to get to all of the uh see in case you don't know because of the award season um a lot of studios will distribute films right at the end of the year so that they are in the, the minds of voters when it comes to the award season, like the Oscars and Golden Globes and all that stuff. So I'm getting around to a lot of these uh, super duper talked about films, the uh, not so good, but also the really good. And I'm going to have to go with Marta McDonough's The Banshees of Inishirin, which is... Uh, wow, that's a mouthful. Oh, it's a fantastic film uh, starring, starring nice. uh, Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson. Um, it is a very tragic comedy 
but uh it's not like comedy over tragedy it's kind of like the opposite way around where it's such a sad kind of existential lonely film but at the same time it's just like awkwardly hilarious um one of my favorite films of the year uh the basic premise if you don't know is there are two friends one's uh like a musician um he's trying to write his own stuff um they're really good friends and they do they go to the pub a lot they're drinking buddies um and out of nowhere the musician friend just says i don't want to be this guy's friend anymore and starts ignoring him and the other guy still wants to be his friend but the uh the musician is like not into it and he's like kind of kind of a jerk about like just trying to be an individual and not be this guy's friend anymore because he finds that he's dull and life is too short um the film is really good at turning tables and making you feel like you really don't like this guy and you're rooting for this guy but then suddenly you feel differently and now you're rooting for the guy you were once really angry with um it's just so unique and just so dark i i absolutely love it it's uh when I do my end of the year list, you're for sure going to find it in the top five. The Banshees of Inishirin, which is uh, by the guy who did Seven Psychopaths um, in Bruges, uh, Three Bullbirds Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I would say that this is his best film so far. And that says a lot because nope. everything he's done is, is pretty golden. So Nice. Well, I love it, man. All right, Jay, what about you, brother? Uh, I don't know if we're going to record next week, so I wonder if I should give a Christmas recommendation. But I'm going to not do that. Um, Yeah, let's go with The Fablemans. Ah. I saw that recently. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you guys about that, too. It's one of those movies where I I, I, I do watch a lot of movie trailers. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I, I try not to because sometimes I feel like the trailers give away too much. But then there are trailers that just suck you in, right? And the trailer sucked me in. And the movie, and it, yeah, the movie did not disappoint. So um, I, I won't give away anything about the plot or anything. I just think it's worth your time. Um, very well done. So the that's the ones. one that's, it's kind of like a, a biopic on Spielberg. Spielberg yeah. Right? How he got into filmmaking amid um, his home life, let's say. Well, his goings on yeah. at home, let's say. Gotta, I can't. I can't wait to watch that. Um, and I'm going to put you on the spot, Dre. Did you? Thumb, is it a thumbs up from you? Yeah. Uh, not to go on for an hour, but on uh, on Films Fatale, which I will uh, <laughs> shamelessly plug. Um, I do a five star rating system with with point fives. I gave it a four point five. I feel like on one hand it is a bit of a four, but if you look at the film, and here's my endorsement: if you look at the film as Spielberg talking to his younger self through the medium of film. So throughout throughout the uh, throughout the feature, you're looking at young Spielberg, not named Spielberg, but you know it's, it's him. We know it's him. Um, discover movie making, and it's more than just using a camera. It's splicing film strips together to cut stuff out, to try and retell a story or reimagine a story through the power of editing. And if you look at the film itself and what he cannot erase from his history, it's like he's having a conversation with his younger self. That's what makes this film special for me. Uh, otherwise, I feel like it's pretty standard Spielberg, but that's what makes it special. Looking at a master of his craft, talking to himself in a postmodern way—that's why I love it. Interesting. It's like a—it's like when a- athletes write a letter to their younger self, or something. like Kobe, <laughs> kind of, kind of yeah. like what he did. 
Oh, very cool. All right. I really oh, gotta get guys, into I thought that. I was on mute for a second. Oh, good. Um, and if I were to throw out a recommend, I would recommend this show on Netflix called Wednesday about Wednesday. Yes. Adams. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that was fun. I don't. I don't care what anyone says. That was <laughs> that was hella fun. I don't know Holy why God. I didn't recommend that. Yes, thank that, you for recommending that. It was no amazing. Problem. That was so much fun. Oh shit! I love the Adams family, man. So, and and obviously uh, a lot of people and I myself connotate with Wednesday. So I I loved it. Definitely do go check out all of those recommendations. Uh, but until next time, Dre Jay, thanks again for. If we don't talk, happy holidays. Happy holidays, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas if you are celebrating. And hopefully we can see each other soon, guys. Until then, that's a wrap. So, uh, Ash Ketchum has just retired from the Pokemon anime after 25 years. Uh, Udonis Haslam, uh, <laughs> take note. <laughs> get, a, get a hint. Get a hint. Uh... Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> it's time. Uh, you, you've got three championships. Ash Ketchum's an idiot. He only has one. And, uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> you just have to appreciate what you have. That's all.